This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to our show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show in the air for Tuesday. And it is June 16th. So just like that, we're... We're halfway through the month of June already. More than halfway, actually. All right, Lisa's on vacation this week. Uh, Joanna is running the controls. Nico's in here in the studio with me. Yeah. And Brandon is is live from his house this morning. I'm at my house. How does that sound? Pretty good. That sounds good. Sounds like you could be like in the next room Mm -hmm. for sure. No, it does sound really good. I got to look into getting this done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find out more about this. Well, maybe Brandon has a better microphone than you. Oh, I do. I definitely do. Isn't my microphone just like the microphone that's built into the laptop yeah. computer? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what you have. Okay. It's not the greatest. Well, would you recommend a microphone? Yeah, we've talked well, about it's this. Not just a, well, it's not just a microphone. There's a whole setup that I have here at my house. Well, set up. Yeah. You know, for his part-time webcaming. I made purchases. Well, I hope you got reimbursed. Did you Uh, get reimbursed for some of it? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's find out what everybody's working on. Then then I'll uh, go back and we'll fill in the gaps. Kind of hit the highlights of what's trending and pending. Uh, But Brandon, since since we know that we've got you right now, why don't you uh, preview what's coming up in sports headlines today? Uh, A bunch of Dallas Cowboys um, tested positive for COVID nineteen. A bunch, right? Elliot, yeah, including Uh, Cowboys and Texans actually um, Hmm. tested positive. So now people are wondering, okay, so what are you going to do if a team, a bunch of a team, tests positive and none of the leagues really? have said anything of what they're going to do in regards to a plan of, oh, well, here's what we will do if a team can't perform or if they can't play. Oh, and uh, Oklahoma State head coach uh, Mike Gundy, (laughs) he was photographed wearing an OAN shirt and his players didn't take kindly to it. Do you know what OAN is? Isn't it uh, One America News? Yeah. So that's kind of like the president's new favorite news network because Fox is they, too left wing for him. They flat out admit it. They like they flat out admit that we are here Trump's to make biggest the, fans. Yeah, we're the biggest fans of Trump. We're here to kind of make him look good. I didn't know the news was supposed to be fans of who it covered. Yeah, usually that's not part of the ethic. I had a couple of journalism classes, and it's you know not like well you know unless you're state run media, but it. I, I just thought it was really amusing that Trump's like, now Fox News is too too left wing too left wing for me. I need to find something new. So it's <laughs> OAN. Joanna, Hollywood news. What do we got coming up in the Hollywood side of things today? Well, Buzz. Yeah. Since you've said so much about it's always sunny. I offered my opinion. That's all I did. <laughs> well, Netflix has removed you an loved episode. It, didn't you? <laughs> Netflix has removed an episode? Yeah, of It's Always Sunny over scenes that feature blackface. Oh. oh. 
You know, the, the weird thing is Buzz and I had just watched that episode and he was saying, this is problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, which, well, which one is, was it specifically? Uh, there's a few different episodes where they... Lethal they Weapon go 6. Back to their, so is, they, but there's a few episodes where they yeah. reference that. So this is... I don't think it's always sunny is on Netflix here in the United States at all. No, it's on Hulu here. This is in the UK. So the episode is the ninth episode of the sixth season titled D. Reynolds, Shaping America's Youth. Okay. I don't remember that one. Well, they need to look at that. It's the one where she's a teacher. She's she's gone back to school for her... Meet with her drama teacher, Charlie, oh, right. the janitor, and then the other guys are trying to film Lethal Weapon Six, I believe. No, wasn't there six. a student that Charlie was trying to take like mentor? Yes, and he's a Juggalo yes. fan. He's a Juggalo, <laughs> and they won't let him paint his face. That's and cool. It becomes an issue. Okay, but then he sees them do blackface, and he thinks that it's okay. Nico picked out like like three episodes. Is like here are the three that I pick out. I want to convert you into being a Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan. I, I thought you had a good ones, sense of humor, but I guess not. I, which three did you pick? <laughs> Dumpster Baby from the second or third season. I could tell you right now he's not going to like that one. Yeah, he didn't like that one. Uh, the uh, Lethal Weapon 6. Um, yeah. that, that's the one that had a lot of blackface yeah. in it. And well, but see, the interesting thing is that for the longest time, nobody cared because they even poke fun of it. Like They constantly tell Mac, dude, you shouldn't be you shouldn't doing do it. this. Like, what are you doing? No, no. I mean, I get, but just saying, hey, this is wrong, and then going ahead and doing it, I don't know if that, well, if what, that plays out. Well, kind of what they did with Tropic Thunder. Yeah, exactly. We were just talking about that. I don't think Tropic Thunder has really aged, aged all that, well. that well. And I get it. They're making fun of people who would think it was a good idea to wear blackface. I, I get that context. My main issue with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is that it doesn't make me laugh. And it's not like I'm offended. It's just... To me, it's not that it's not that funny. I don't think it's that well written. I think the acting is subpar, and uh, it's basically like, oh, let's let's say a sentence that's really offensive, and then we're going to do a thirty minute show based around that statement. <laughs> I just it's not yeah not anything I'm knocked out by. I'm sorry. Well, man, it's just not your cup of tea. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's what's uh, trending. Just a few things here. Hellboy. Versus T- Senator Ted Cruz in a wrestling match. Would anybody like to see that? Uh, Ron Perlman? <laughs> yeah, Ron Perlman, Hellboy. I am loving their Twitter exchanges. Yeah. I wouldn't pay to see it, but I would definitely want to see it. <laughs> I might pay to see that, actually. And I don't even know. I mean, I think Ted Cruz is a lot younger. Isn't than Ron, Ron Perlman? Perlman, like, very fit, too? Uh, I mean, he was fit enough to play Hellboy a couple of times. Could yeah. Ted Cruz play Hellboy? He could play he a boy from hell. <laughs> uh, so there, there was a whole Twitter exchange, and Rod Perlman said something mean about. Oh, it started with Matt Gatz. You know that jackass that wears the gas mask on the floor? Like, from Florida, right? Yeah. So he says about Matt Gatz, then all of a sudden Ted Cruz chimed in and said, "Hey, if you want to." If you want to tussle with somebody, why don't you tussle with Jim Jordan, who's also a Republican senator? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole thing where he was part of a cover-up of uh, sex crimes against chill, of, against athletes. Well, he's a wrestling Ohio coach. Right? Well, he didn't do it, but 
the wrestlers there at the time said he definitely knew mm-hmm. it was going on. So I don't think anybody's ever said that Jim Jordan is a is a toucher of uh, uh, unwilling young men, but that he definitely knew about it was part of the cover up. So that that was problematic. Anyway, it ended up. It sounds like Ron Perlman has challenged Senator Ted Cruz uh, to a wrestling match. Why would Ted Cruz even offer up somebody else to fight? He didn't even... Because that's what you do when you're a puss. <laughs> you, you, talk, you talk a big game, and then you say, then yeah, you I bet you won't say it to battle. my friend David Rodriguez, though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can now uh, get a 10 or 15-minute Zoom call with a celebrity, and it's being offered through Cameo, which is a website we have a little bit of experience with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the deal now is you can actually have a, a Zoom, face-to-face over Zoom, oh. meeting with a celebrity. Keanu Reeves is auctioning off. You can uh, do a 15-minute Zoom call with Keanu Reeves. And the money's going to go to ch- uh, children's charity, uh, cancer charity. But there are a bunch of other celebrities who aren't, it doesn't say they're doing it. Oh, the money's going to celebrities. It's just like, yeah, you pay this, and I'll, I'll pocket the money. Jeremy Piven wants $10,000 oh. to have. Jeremy freaking Piven. Jeremy Piven. Art gold, man. I know. Mm-hmm. On a show about a bunch of entitled jackasses, <laughs> he was the douchiest one. <laughs> and I think some people have said that really does carry over in, into his real life. Really? Uh, so Jeremy Piven wants $10,000 to do a 10-minute uh, chat over Zoom. What would you... What would you talk to him about? I was thinking, oh, this might be a good way PCU. to get celebrity interviews. <laughs> like, just pay. And But then I looked at some of the prices. And then there are... There are some you can get for, like, in the $200 range. One of them <laughs> was... One of the Bachelor contestants' mother. <laughs> that was like $200, $250. I'm like, the Bachelor contestants' mother? Who the hell? What? <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Brandon, I'm, I'm going to guess this is probably a sports story you're not covering. Are you covering an Olympic boxer who got tested for two banned substances, but got out of the ban it's a female boxer does this story ring a bell for you at all uh not covering it in sports okay. so have at it all right so there's an olympic boxer whose name is jenny fuchs hmm. i'm gonna say f-u-c-h-s <laughs> that seems like a real landmine doesn't That's like it? arrested developments david cross dr fouquet <laughs> well this is jenny fuchs Recently tested positive for two banned substances, but she's not in trouble because she claimed, and the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency believed her, that she, her boyfriend unknowingly passed them to her during unprotected sex. What? <laughs> I didn't know. You could do steroids. You could that get, get steroids like you get herpes. <laughs> <laughs> but... The U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, who I guess is kind of like the final word on this, uh, bought into it or agreed. So Jenny Fuchs said, I had no idea that I could become contaminated by way of intimate contact with another person. I want to thank USA Boxing for believing in me (laughs) and supporting me throughout these past few 
difficult months. So Jenny Fuchs. <laughs> apparently, apparently she does. All right, let's do, go ahead. Do the Mojo calendar and daily almanac of events. And today is June the 16th, branded in, uh, well, branded in mentioned, but it was in some of the imaging earlier that today is National Fudge Day. Woo. So let me take this opportunity to say, happy National Fudge Day, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Men's Health Week uh, continues leading up to Father's Day. On That's Sunday. right. Don't forget Father's Day, by the way. Always get yourself checked. <laughs> Especially if your last name is Fuchs. <laughs> Actor Daniel Brühl is 42. Uh, he's He's been showing up in a lot of things. He played Baron Zemo in Captain America Civil oh, War. Yeah. yeah, you see him in a yeah, lot yeah. of stuff. I don't, know, I don't think he's totally made a breakthrough to... To major stardom, but I think... To household names? Yeah, not quite, but Daniel Brühl is 42 today. Actor John Cho is 48. He was Harold in the Harold and Kumar movies. Mr. Sulu yeah, I can't believe, in the Star Trek uh, reboots. I can't believe he's 48. 48 years old. And he is his character is responsible for popularizing the phrase MILF in American Pie. Oh, yeah. Stifler's mother. People think, oh, it was Stifler. No, it wasn't Stifler. They were talking about Stifler's mother, but it was John Cho's character. Is said, she's a MILF. Professional golfer Phil Mickelson turns 50. That means Phil, and I don't know how this works. Like, does he automatically become eligible to play senior events? Well, it's not called the Seniors Tour anymore. It's called the Champions Tour. But 50 is the age, and I don't know if it works like you can immediately start playing senior events or or if you do it the following Is golf year. really a thing, though, where age matters in your golf game? Like, is it the younger players? Are they that much better than older players? Because like, I had heard golf, you could be old and still be pretty good. You can be They're, old and be pretty good, but the younger guys are going to outdrive you every time. Right. Okay. You start losing a little bit of distance and... Every now and then, though, you'll find uh, an older... Takes you just a few more strokes to get it to the hole, man. <laughs> Doesn't it always? Every now and then, though, like even in major tournaments, you'll find somebody who's who's way over 50, who's kind of like in the hunt. I'm trying to think who it was. Arnold Palmer. No, 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 no. Not Arnold Palmer. But just a few, like within the past 10 or 11 years, there was uh, Tom Watson ended up in a playoff for like the British Open or something, and the dude was in his, I think he was 60-something at that point. So it's not unheard of, but, uh, you know, typically at the age of 50, guys start playing senior tour, a champions tour events, I should say. Actress Laurie Metcalf, who played Jackie on Roseanne, Sheldon's mom on The Big Bang, and lest we forget the killer in Scream 2, Laurie Metcalf Mm. is Uh, 65. Retired boxer, one of the greats, Roberto Duran, is having a birthday today. He's 69. And a birthday for Al Cowlings, who was, well, up to a certain point, he was just like friends with OJ, but then... He was the driver of the white Bronco. He, he became the driver of the white Bronco when OJ was in the back with a gun, you know, 
Uh, I'll never forget that. That sounds insane. Wait, you mean during the the chase? The police yeah, chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving the white Bronco. Uh, OJ wasn't driving himself. Al was driving the Bronco, and Al was trying to talk to the cops on the phone. And they're like, this is AC. It's AC. And he's saying, OJ's in the back. He's got a gun. So was OJ thinking about killing himself? Was he thinking of having a shootout with the police? Who knows? But crazy. Uh, Al Cowlings is 73 today. Happy, uh, happy birthday to him. And uh, a few dates in history. 53 years ago, 1967, the first ever major rock festival took place. Not Woodstock. This was the Monterey International Pop Festival. Hmm. And that was two years before uh, Woodstock ever happened. It launched the careers of Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and was organized by John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. Tickets started at three dollars <laughs> to go oh, wow. to go see Janis Joplin and Jimmy freaking Hendrix and a bunch of others. And five years ago in 2015, Donald Trump officially announced he was actually serious about running for president. And he did it by coming down the escalator. The golden escalator. And uh, letting us know that Mexicans are all... Uh, rapists? And murderers. And murderers. Yeah, rapists and murderers. That was... And thieves. Wasn't thieves in there as well? <laughs> no. You're thinking of it's the Cher song. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's probably implied, for sure. Uh, so that's uh, what's happening on today's Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of Events. It's also Taco Tuesday, of course, so... Mm. Uh, been a while since I had some tacos. That's not pretty good today, right? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So you remember 2012? I, I've heard of it. Leading up to 2012, everybody uh, was hearing about the Mine calendar. And yeah. I guess the Mines had this calendar that had been going on for a long time. And it's like, hey, this thing runs out in 2012. It's like it ends. So I, we think that means the world's going to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of a leap in logic, I guess. But now they're saying, uh, okay, we we misunderstood it. The mind calendar actually says the world's going to end this Sunday, June 21st. Wasn't that a Simpsons episode where Homer put all those pieces together? For the Mayan? And, he, and, and there was like an end of days. And he and he was wrong multiple times. Just been so many Simpsons, <laughs> you know, uh, episodes. Uh, you might recall. I'm just reading an article here from Forbes. You might recall it says that the world was supposed to end back in 2012, according to some interpretations of the end of the Mayan calendar. Now, a new interpretation is circulating that essentially says if we go by the Julian calendar, we're actually in 2012 right now. And therefore, the world will end on Sunday. Huh. Who was doing the calculations on the Gregorian <laughs> calendar? What do you mean if you do it on the Julian calendar? What are we on now? The Julian calendar. Right. So they did some kind of uh, analysis of this and did it in in the calendar that hasn't been used since the Middle Fifth Ages. Fifth century. Yeah. Uh, and it's set for Father's Day. Do you think that was a coincidence? Uh, now I'm starting to doubt if anything's a coincidence, I guess. Uh, the tweets are supposedly come from a young scientist and Fulbright scholar named Paolo Talogan. 
those tweets as well as his entire uh, Twitter account have mysteriously vanished oh. since he uh, posted. It's led to uh, the story vanishing from... It has not led to the story vanishing from the online ether as easily. So, uh, it has a year ever gone by that there wasn't some group or another saying, okay, this is it. Doomsday? Yeah, Doomsday is definitely happening. Remember that was one of the plots of Parks and Rec. There was that Doomsday group that Ron Swanson would oh. sell his homemade flutes to. <laughs> and didn't they, at one point, they actually took over the city government of, of Pawnee? Pawnee, in- <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of people sweating it, although there might be some people like, oh, 2020 makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on everything that's gone on during the year. COVID-19, murder hornets, now this. That's like on the next episode of 2020, <laughs> the end of the world. Although I might not get a Father's Day gift and just tell my dad, hey, I thought the world was going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. You mean a father's day gift for Buzz? I don't. He's not my dad. Buzz is, a, Buzz is his other dad. I don't call him daddy. I don't call him anything. <laughs> Here's some of these neckline calls. Let's uh, listen to them. See what uh, what people have called, and left messages about. Hey, I just wanted to say that um, I just we just finished hearing that call from Albuquerque, that guy who wrote you guys an email for Brandon, who changed his whatever point of view on Black Lives Matter. It was really good to hear an interview where the host doesn't inter- interrupt the other person. Right. If Buzz would have done that interview, that dude would have never gotten his point across. <laughs> damn right. Good job, Brandon. I uh, hope it looks, you know, speaking of the future, like this might be something you're interested in taking over because Buzz is in a hero. He interrupts too much. And- okay, well, we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to interrupt like that, but <laughs> it was such a good call. You called it, so and uh, you know it's kind of hard to hear him give an interview with somebody of a different point of view. Anyway, see him. What was that? Uh, you interviewed somebody from Albuquerque. Yeah, there's a gentleman who had emailed the week before you left, and he was basically just emailing to say, "Hey." Um, you changed my point of view on Black Lives Ma- Black Lives Matter, so we had him on the phone last week. Oh, okay. So, joke, so Buzz Kirk. changed he, he's his a mind. Truck driver, he. No, I did. Oh, okay. Well, There's a whole post up at, at BuzzAdamShow.com if you want to see it. That's so, very cool. So he was for Black Lives Matter, and you convinced him to be against him. Is it? <laughs> Dude, that was my honest, like when he sent the email, it was very vague. And one of the first thoughts was, holy crap, I said something that pushed this guy to be a racist. And and he was just this really nice guy. And I said something stupid. And I pushed this guy into like full blown neo Nazi. But (laughs) But that's not the case. It was the the exact opposite. It was, well, he, even then, he still, I mean, he, had an issue with people like using the term white privilege and um you know it makes it it makes it seem like if people want to throw out the white privilege term it kind of takes away from the hard work he has had but just the conversations that we have had on the air kind of redirected his train of thought and he wanted to call us to uh to thank us okay 
All right. Well, I'm glad you did the interview, and not me. Yeah, so. very cool. Why don't I just <laughs> Why don't I just turn in my pass key, and I'll just let you do this. <laughs> uh, here's another neckline call. Hi, I'm a listener of your great show, morning show. I just wanted to know: Did you ever get a response from the chief of police after his comments about the Black Lives Matter movement? Have a good day. Uh, so. We didn't bring this up. Like somebody had had posted this on an online forum or something, and it's not like this is something that the chief of police in El Paso just said. This goes back, you know, years ago, back when the Ferguson was going on and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, the chief had had made a statement that Black Lives Matter is I forget the the exact wording, so I don't want to attribute, but. I think he said that Black Lives Matter is a... He called a, him a terrorist. A terrorist. Yeah. That's what I thought he said. And then they they asked for some follow-up, because our chief of police is African-American uh, man. and Greg Allen? Greg Allen, very, very highly thought of. Uh, so they wanted some clarification, and it was a police spokesperson who came back and said, basically, the chief said what he said. He doesn't have anything to add. <laughs> and it's been that way ever since. So, no, I wasn't pursuing this line of uh, questioning. I uh, don't know that Chief Allen has uh, adjusted anything that he said or, or changed his mind. I don't know of any indication that that is uh, something that's going on. Just slam. Just go ahead. Close that door. Make sure it shuts good. <laughs> oh, dude, I heard that here. <laughs> Here's another call. Hey, good morning, everyone. I just want to say that I agree with Drew Brees, and he has every right to speak his opinion, and that's his opinion. He was just saying it out loud. Go, Drew Brees. Well, if you agree with Drew Brees, if that's still true, then I guess you agree that he spoke too hastily. Yeah, just... You know, just make sure it makes yeah, we'll let Brandon know on the board uh, I guess if you still agree with Drew Brees, you agree that he shouldn't have said it because that's what Drew Brees was saying after a, a couple of weeks. Um, one more call here. That wasn't even after a couple of weeks. He said it the next day. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> It gets funnier each time. <laughs> Is nobody signaling to him, hey, let's, no, let's no. tone it the down? The dude's been an engineer for 50 years. I think he knows how doors operate. <laughs> it's adorable, all right? He's adorable. All right, one more call here <laughs> from our neckline. Brandon, you're a big, big buffoon, man. You, you got no brain, brother. I'm telling you, you got no brain. Look at that 75-year-old man that you talked about uh, this morning uh, getting pushed. He he wanted to get pushed. He uh, had wires all over his freaking stupid head and looked like a Hollywood uh, stunt gone bad with uh, jail coming out of his ear. Who who bumps their head and jail comes out of their ear, man? You, you guys are just like a clown show consistent. The, the circus never ends at KLQ, man. You, you guys need to adapt a better program, man. Go, go take a trip to uh, New Mexico, uh, Albuquerque, uh, Phoenix. Go get some ideas from them, man, because you guys, you're losing it, man. You've already lost it, man. 
I love rock. I, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. You guys are just like... Oh, we can tell. Man, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that dude hit his head. What's that? Sounds like that dude hit his head. This town looked bad, brother. Uh, you know, fix it, man. Fix it. Trump's going to win. Try all you want. God bless America. Bye. Oh, okay. There it goes. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes some more sense. Hold I on. Kinda... Let me go check the conspiracy subreddit, and I can tell you what this guy's going to be thinking within 10 minutes. So what did you say about the 75-year-old guy that... Uh, I mean, probably that he should have been on, story. I guess, I guess people can look at this video and say, oh, he got pushed. And then other people look at it and say, uh, well, he stumbled, but he didn't really get pushed. And yeah. then there's a segment that I guess this guy falls into that it's it was like, all set up. He dove into the ground and actually cracked his head just so he could make the police look no. bad. Or, or well, that from what that neckline calls, from what that neckline call was saying, it sounded like he. The the the, net, the caller believes that it was a setup and he, it wasn't actually blood. It was staged because he talked about wires and stuff and gel so coming out of his like ears. A, yeah, there must have been like a blood pack or something on the back of his head so that when he hit, it was fake. So what kind yes. of whack job would think that that it was fake and that this guy uh, that it was a setup that it was some kind of setup? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a real fringe. Uh, belief, isn't it? Because there, there, there are cameras. There are other people around. It's not like you know. Uh, this there's one report about it. Uh, so what did you say? Do you know what had him going there? We didn't really say. It? We just reported it. We just talked about. Well, w- and what we did happened. read this one tweet on air that could have possibly triggered that guy. The tweet says, um, Buffalo protesters shoved by police could be an Antifa provocateur. 75-year-old Martin Gugino was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment. I watched. He fell harder than he was pushed. Was aiming scanner. Could be a setup? Question now, mark. who's that? Like you some conspiracy theorist? Or like, was that Alex Jones? Or, or uh, That's our that, president. That oh. was the president of the United States. Oh. That's Donald Trump? Yeah. You know, I was on vacation last week. I missed a lot of this, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. You missed a Uh, lot. The latest is that Martin Gugino, the 75-year-old man who uh, was either shoved to the ground or or fell to the ground, uh, according to his attorney, he has suffered some degree of brain damage and that he will face a, quote, new normal in getting back to his life. Social justice activ- uh, activist Martin Gugino has been hospitalized since the incident. Having watched the video on the news, I, I would say you could make the argument either that he was pushed or that he w- he kind of lost his footing and the pushing wasn't enough to make him fall down. But, you know, being elderly, he did fall down. But the idea with that, the way that that dude that fell, he, a soft breeze would have knocked him over. <laughs> right, uh, and you can get a lot of injury to your to your body from standing. Even you know it doesn't take a very high uh, you know place to fall. To I mean the the most I I guess I would say is yeah maybe the police had no intention of shoving him down, but but he went down nonetheless. But the idea that he was faking and that there was what did he say there was gel coming out of his yeah, ear? Yeah, he's like, he's like, when does gel ever come out of your head? Well, maybe brain is a little gel-like sometimes. <laughs> uh, isn't there a whole twist on it where it's like, oh, this guy was trained by Antifa. Yes, and, and there's mm-hmm. secret training oh, yeah. camps. Yep. Now, did, did, did the president say that or that's other people that he retweeted who said that? 
He said it. It's all innuendo. He, it's all like suggestions. Could be. Could be. Antifa I've heard from my heard friends. Many people are saying could be Antifa. Okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Somebody in uh, the president's cabinet, so a cabinet member, thinks that Trump will eventually come around and be okay with players kneeling during national anthem. Oh, really? Yeah. Like one of his original appointees, which is really saying something because it's been kind of a revolving door. High turn turnover. Um, so I want to talk about that coming up here in just a few minutes because I disagree. I mean, this guy obviously knows Trump better than I do, but I don't see Trump ever coming out and saying, oh, yeah, I'm cool with the kneeling now. Uh, so we got that coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, we got our cameras working again. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to get a uh, an update. So we got the cameras working. It looks like the live stream is back up and working, and it looks like the cameras are working. And we had the cameras going uh, just in time to catch you staring at the light to sneeze. <laughs> Did you see that? Too? That was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that looked like it took you like five minutes. You feeling okay? <laughs> I found out that, that that not everybody that trick doesn't work for everybody. I think it does for me. It works for me. The light. If I Stare, look yeah, into if, a if light, you feel you have to sneeze. You stare into a light, but, right? Especially if the sunlight just hits me all of a sudden, I will sneeze. Yeah, it makes you sneeze. You, so you've experienced that. There are some people who say, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Yeah. Light doesn't make me sneeze. <laughs> it really, when it's really pronounced, is. If, like if I've been in a dark theater and I walk out and it's bright outside, mm-hmm. I'll sneeze like 15 times in a row. <laughs> like it'll just ha- send me into it. There's some kind of... Which is not good to be doing in this climate, you know? When wow. good people thing. are worried about are getting closed. sick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if I've ever had like, oh, I kind of need to sneeze. All I got to do is look at a, at a light, preferably a bright light, but it doesn't even really have to be in that wool. I'm not sick, I promise. It's the light. <laughs> um... Stream is back up thanks to our loud door closed favor. <laughs> How adorable is he? He's adorable. So a uh, bunch of Dallas Cowboys, uh, although ESPN says a small number of Dallas Cowboys and used to Texas play- Texan players have tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, Brandon talked about this uh, in sports about 45 minutes ago, but... I guess if you're going to have your star get COVID-19, if it was going to happen, the now's the time. I mean, I hope it doesn't have any lasting uh, effects on him. You know, well, because but the thing we don't, we aren't sure still whether or not you can get it again because yeah. we haven't confirmed that. Um, and none of the leagues have said anything about what if almost an entire team tests positive. You're obviously not going to put them out on the field or the court, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess not. But what if, uh, what if say, a team had 15 players on the roster who were sick? Could we're they just football? Say, yeah, let's say football. Yeah, because there's not that many on a bench. 15, that would be the entire... Yeah, I mean, the NBA just announced last week, though, that they're expanding the rosters for teams to allow 17 total players on a roster when they start back up again. Oh, because they might but need think- extras because of the health issues? Yeah. What What are the chances that there's going to be any you know negative reactions to the, these guys are young for the most part and healthy you know the, uh, you know 
I think one of the things people miss is there are some people that do recover from coronavirus, and they're so they're like, see, it's it, it doesn't hurt most people, but there are cases of people, and some of them pretty young, mm-hmm. uh, recovering in that they didn't die from it, but having lasting effects like complications. Like their lungs are never going to be back to a hundred percent. All kinds of different uh, health issues are going on with some people, not everybody. Mm-hmm. Like some people get over it and are fine and then there are other people who are like oh no my life has definitely changed because yeah um, absolutely are you going to do a nico news today i am okay uh nico, nico says did, he did some research i did <laughs> last night you did your own research i did my own research internet research <laughs> there you go and uh yeah got a couple of cool stories gonna have nico news coming up this morning I like to play this just as a trigger alert. I'm going to discuss the man who is the president of the United the T- States. We're going to use the T word a lot, right? I, and there are some people that just like don't like it because they assume it's going to be something negative, mm-hmm. and that is a trigger warning. That if that's if that is, describes you, I don't even know that I'm going to be sharply critical here i'm just kind of saying what one of the members of his cabinet is saying and that is uh housing and urban development secretary ben carson says that he will have a chat with the president and he thinks president trump might change his mind about how he feels about athletes kneeling during the national anthem uh carson was asked yesterday if he thought Trump could be persuaded, it makes it sound like Ben Carson is supportive of the kneeling, which would come as kind of mm-hmm. a surprise. But here's the quote from uh, Dr. Ben Carson. He says, well, I don't think he's manifested as much animosity in that region lately, and I think we just continue to work with him. And then uh, he goes on to say about Trump, he'll get there. Just this past Saturday, Trump tweeted that he would not watch the NFL or the U.S. national soccer team if players kneeled during the national anthem. Earlier in June, he tweeted that kneeling during the anthem is disrespecting our country and our flag. So I've never seen any indication that Trump is uh, wavering on that issue. Carson is the only african-american member of trump's executive cabinet and it sounds like he's okay with the kneeling as uh long as the players make it clear what the protest is about which i don't know how colin kaepernick could have made it more clear (laughs) what the what the uh protest was about so um Do you ever think? Okay, so Ben Carson was a was a heart surgeon, like one of the top heart surgeons in the world. Very famous for uh, splitting conjoined twins, too. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and he was a neurosurgeon. Yeah. So, like a, a a very very good doctor, but Trump didn't make him like the Surgeon General or Health and Human Services. He made him Housing and Urban Development. Does do you ever think? I think. Trump only did that because it had the word urban in it. Urban. He thought, I got a black guy. I got to put him somewhere. <laughs> oh, this has got urban in it, so I'm going to make him the secretary of urban stuff. Well, a lot of people criticize it. Cause I don't think he even grew up in that type of housing either, so it's not like he had any personal connection to it. Uh, well, he wrote a biography. I mean, somebody could, uh, you know, Ben Carson wrote a biography, so we can find out. I don't think he was affluent. 
I mean, it seems like he overcame some hardship mm-hmm. and, you know, accomplished a lot in his own life. So uh, what's going on with this walk that the president his did? Was, his mom was 13 and his dad was 28 when they got married. Okay. So right there, that's that's unusual. Um, the president went and spoke at West Point, and then when he he leaves the stage, have you seen the ramp walk that he oh my does? God, this has been <laughs> everywhere. This is in play as far as I'm concerned because Trump has criticized he, the he way people walk. Well, that, but he's also criticized like Obama doesn't walk presidential, and yeah, sure. you know uh, Hillary looks looks tired and sick when she walks. So he's, I mean, he's paid attention to the way people walk, but uh, he's walking down this ramp, which looks like a pretty slight decline and he's walking like he's trying to walk across a frozen lake i mean he's taking these little baby steps and he's got somebody right next to him not holding on to him but it feels like they're just in case and then he finally gets down to the bottom of the ramp and he like he hops off the ramp I do that out of force of habit on an escalator because my mom told me a story about a kid getting their shoelaces stuck. Right, so. um, You know, the video is not even that. I mean, it it looks weird, but the fact that he had to defend himself on Twitter. What did he say on Twitter? And it's not even a good defense. Yeah. It's just, it sounds so silly. He tweeted out. It elevates the the issue. What what did he say? Yeah, it would have been better if he had just said nothing, but he said... The ramp that I descended after my West Point commencement speech was very long and steep, had no handrail, and most importantly, was very slippery. The last thing I was going to do is fall for the fake news to have fun with. Final 10 feet, I ran down to level ground. Momentum. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I was just talking about unpopular opinions. You weren't. Uh, with you the other day, wasn't I? Yeah. I was like, at least once a week, there's something that occurs to me. It's like, oh, I'm probably really, really in the minority of opinion mm-hmm. on something. And um, it just so happens BuzzFeed had a thing out, and they asked people to uh, say where they stand on these issues that are considered, uh, like a statement that's considered an unpopular opinion. So hmm. let me... Uh, give you a few of them. All right, lay them on me. Brandon, uh, I'll just give you the statement. Just tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. All right. Unpopular opinion. Cold weather is better than warm weather. Hmm. Disagree. I, I think it kind of depends. You I mean, agree I like with them that? both. Cold weather is a good break, <laughs> but when you yes. if you've ever been through a winter, like in a real winter part of the country... You get tired of that crap really quick, or I do anyway. Uh, then cold weather in Texas is better than hot weather in Texas. <laughs> I guess that's a good way of saying it. <laughs> you might be, you know, Texas is a big state. You might be singing a different tune if you lived up around Al, uh, Amarillo, like up in the Panhandle. Oh, yeah, it can get, get real cold. windy and cold and dreary Icy. all the time. You know, a lot of that. Uh, 37% agree that cold weather weather is better than warm weather, but I'm solidly with the majority on this one. Warm weather weather's better. Warm weather. <laughs> warm weather better. Warm weather. Warm weather, warm weather. Yeah. All right. Unpop- I think I would probably have to agree with the warm weather part just because I prefer living in Texas as opposed to Oregon where it's mm-hmm. cold during the wintertime. And how many people go on vacation to a cold place? Don't most people decide to go, you know, to like a warm beach? I think there's a lot of people during the wintertime like to go skiing. 
people go to the beaches like in North Northern California. You, you don't think of that as being a cold beach, and it never oh, gets true. freezing, but it's cold. Like Big Sur around there, more like Monterey and Santa Cruz up around there. Uh, all right, next unpopular opinion statement: Nickelback is actually a pretty good band. This is how you remind me. <laughs> that wasn't even really the song. Yeah, what were you singing there? That was that's the song. He was that's, trying to sing. This is how you remind me. It just it wasn't, wasn't really the, the right tune. There you go. You're getting better. <laughs> if that's how they sound the to you, um, no, I understand the hate, <laughs> but I, I mean they do seem to be kind of a. You know, pop, they're like the pop music of the rock world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because of all the hate, it's kind of made me readjust my opinion. Now it's like they don't deserve as much hate as they get. Oh, you think that was I just mean, a bias? The, I've been to their you, show. They put on a good show. They put on a great show. Do you remember the Nickelback versus this pickle debate? <laughs> <laughs> that people posted on social media years no. ago, and it was like, just vote for this pickle because we hate Nickelback. Nickelback, no. in that, they they write some catchy songs, and they put on good concerts. Look and at this photograph. That's another good one. Mm. See, now, in the songs like that where I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the I understand. Yeah, I understand it. But they have some pretty good songs, and they do put on a great show. Yeah, so the statement is Nickelback is actually a pretty good band. I can I can get on board with that. I you know like a great band or like uh, you know a really uh, authentic band. I don't know if I'd get behind that, but as far as being a pretty good band, I'd agree with that. Well, and you think that's a minority opinion? Nah, this is according to BuzzFeed, oh. but it's not much of because it says forty eight percent of people agree that Nickelback is actually a pretty good band. So. I mean, is that even... No, it's 50-50. Yeah, it's pretty much 50-50. Do you think that would have been different a few years ago, though, when they were truly at their height? Like, let's say 2010 to 2012, maybe? Even in, into the earlier 2000s? Well, they've always been successful, though, right? They've always made money and sold lots of albums. So that Consistently. Uh, that yeah. means people like them and listen to them. I think the hate for them was more palpable, <laughs> maybe... Maybe 10 or 15 years ago. All right, next unpopular opinion. Tomatoes are bad and ruin sandwiches. Yes. You agree with that? I used to. I used to agree with that. Yes, absolutely. Tomatoes are delicious. Tomatoes are gross. In a sandwich? On a BLT? In a turkey sandwich? I just want a BL. You just want a BL? I just want a BL. <laughs> and I hate lettuce too, so you want bacon. I want a bean. <laughs> Maybe some other bread. But um, tomatoes don't have a taste to them to me. They just taste like a watery, mushy, just kind of like a bad texture. I don't agree. I think they have a taste. And I don't think they're 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 not a must have, but sure. I mean if it's a cookout and you got some tomatoes, you want to throw it on a burger, I Absolutely. Would you eat a tomato raw? I would eat a nice caprese salad <laughs> with like a slice of tomato and a slice of mozzarella on top of it and some uh, a little basil, a little, yeah, a little drizzle mm-hmm. of uh, balsamic vinegar. All yeah. Right. So um, 35% agree that tomatoes are bad and ruin sandwiches. I think up until Oh, wait, a few so years that you're ago. agreeing that they're bad. I'm, I don't agree with that. So I'm in the majority opinion on this okay. one. So it's an unpopular opinion to not like tomatoes? Yeah. Okay. 
thinking tomatoes are yeah, bad I'll, and ruined sandwiches is the unpopular opinion. Could have sworn I was in the majority of years ago. I was heavily <laughs> in that in the that they ruin sandwiches. If I ever had a sandwich or a burger and it had tomatoes on it, it was immediately coming off. All right, here's one I'd never even heard of. Putting a period at the end of a text message makes it seem more aggressive. Have you ever heard of that? Absolutely. It yeah. depends on the text message and how long it is. If you're responding with one word and you put a period at the end of that, yeah, that's aggressive. Very aggressive. It is? Yeah. <laughs> but a one word okay. can be a f- complete period. sentence. So you f- how, do you, how, do, how do you write a sentence and not put a period at the Fine. end of it? period. Because it's not English class, and I don't think anybody cares. I think it's more about the perception of how it sounds. It's I, like what? if you're already texting, like you're in a text fight, and the last text is just fine with a period. All right. I use all the punctuation marks. Commas, periods, occasionally semicolons. What? I do. Ooh, here's an unpopular, here's the unpopular opinion next. Orange juice is better with pulp. Does anybody agree Ooh. with that statement? Yeah. You like it with the pulp? Am I the okay, Brandon, you I, I want some no, help. disgusting. I don't know. I don't just know throw it in the sink. Throw better, it out. But I'll drink Ooh. it. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely drink it. Drinking orange juice with pulp in it is yeah. just repulsive, man. I like the texture. But forty-one, only forty-one percent agree. So it is the minority opinion. Nico loves the texture of the pulp, but hates the texture of tomatoes. What's going on there, Nico? <laughs> Come on, tomato. It's, that's that's apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> well, the biggest one that was an unpopular opinion uh, was when Nico convinced me to watch a few episodes of this TV <laughs> show that I guess he really likes and is really popular, and he thought I would like it. Yeah, I was it's, so excited. I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be a new show because I, I had introduced you to Rick and Morty already. It's not a new show. It's an old show. Well, a new show to to, you. to me. Yeah. And you had already liked Rick and Morty, and we had watched a bunch of that, and we finished it. So I was like, ah, this is the next one. And there was something Brandon had been recommending. Oh, uh, Community. I watched that and really liked Community. Community is great. Community is great. So I'm open to new things. Did not care for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Super disappointed. And surprise! You seem surprised. I, I lost that respect I didn't for like your it. sense of humor. I really had a lot of respect for your sense of humor. I it think didn't maybe you me chose bad episodes. So you agree I there think- are bad episodes. I think that there's episodes that you're not going to like that's I, I not going to like make you interested in seeing the show more. I'd be on, I, I, now I've seen like five of yeah. five episodes. Oh, you've seen more? I didn't. It's not funny. I showed him to did, me. I uh, think now you're just I like, guess I should it's say. not funny anymore. You know, the, <laughs> yesterday he was saying, well, it's not as aggressively unfunny today. Like you like Dayman, the, the Nightman cometh. <laughs> Dayman. It didn't ruin my day like like the other Fighter episodes. Fighter of did. the night, man. <laughs> <laughs> Champion of the sun. I mean, but even that <laughs> that doesn't make me want to watch more of karate it. and champion. <laughs> and friendships for everyone. Dayman. Dayman. <laughs> no, see, I, this doesn't surprise me because I think it was a few years ago Buzz had told me that he had tried to watch a few episodes of It's Always Sunny and he just he, he couldn't get into it. And that's just his taste. Mm-hmm. See, I don't even remember having tried to watch it before. It made that little of an impression. It's just, I don't know. I, I can't believe that it's so popular. But I acknowledge that based on our comments in Facebook and I guess I it is an unpopular opinion. See, I think it's because Buzz expects the show to have setup and punchlines like most sitcoms, and this is just not a show that has that kind of 
humor. I don't expect anything except for it to be funny, which I didn't think. Yeah, but it's it, situationally funny when you see these things happen. It's like. Well, then I'll just read the synopsis and save myself 29 <laughs> minutes of watching the episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so a guy decided that he wanted to become a beekeeper, but he didn't have any bees. So okay. he went to this place that, that sold bees. Mm. He said, give me a thousand of your best honeybees. Okay. So the guy that worked there got all the bees out. And he goes, here you go. A thousand and one bees. And the guy said, okay, what's with the one extra one? Uh-huh. And the dude said, oh, that's a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> that was funnier than anything I saw in three episodes of the You're welcome. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I'm going to try a segment of just like taking a look at some of the things that are trending. Yeah. Like online. Uh, you know it's trending online right now? Hmm. People keep saying that I need to ask you about the Oklahoma flag pledge, because it's something that we talked about while you were gone. And Is there one? Curious to know if... Yeah. <laughs> You're asking us? You were just in Oklahoma. Yeah, I went to but school see, where... in Oklahoma. We never pledged allegiance to the Oklahoma they're, flag. They're not as militant as Texans are about it. Did you guys have to thing. pledge allegiance to the Texas flag? Every yes. day, yeah. Really? Yeah, there's... Oh, wow. So we really need to fall down this rabbit hole. So there's 17 states that have state pledges. Oklahoma's one, but it wasn't adopted until 1982. Uh, yeah, but I was still in school. Really? Here, to, to my knowledge... <laughs> I was still in middle school. Did you in graduate in like 1970. As far as I know, this is the official Oklahoma pledge. <laughs> if there's more to it than that, I'm I'm unaware. Yeah, it just says it's I salute the flag of the state of Oklahoma. Its symbols of peace unite all people. No, I've never heard of any of that. But you're saying that if I asked people all across Texas who went to school in Texas, they would say, "Oh yeah, we did the." The Texas. So, what would you do? Would you do the 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 pledge to the American flag followed by the pledge to yep. the Texas flag? Yes. Yeah. They didn't go down the list. They didn't have one for the county and then city. And... <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> your street. So there might be a lot of the. You say there's 17 states that have a pledge mm-hmm. to their state flag. But how many of those may actually? States. Hmm. It's mostly southern states. <laughs> But how many of them actually do it, like, uh, I guess, is the case in Texas? I assumed that all of them did. And the reason I found this out was because um, my kid was doing the Texas Pledge um, when she first started uh, like in first oh, that, grade or kindergarten, You know what? I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. Somebody was telling me, somebody who moved, who relocated from a different part of the country was telling me, Look, I knew people were proud of being from Texas. I knew there's like a lot of state pride, but I I didn't know until the kid came home like re- reciting the Texas flag pledge. So, it was a kind of a culture shock. Mhm. Do you think the reason it's mostly in southern states is because they just want to keep it in there it's like, hey, in case we ever have to go to war yes. again. <laughs> We might, we might. They're not allowed to wave that other flag yeah, now. We might secede. Y'all need to know how to 
pledge allegiance. Can you imagine, like, South Carolina up until recently had, and I think Mississippi still does, has the Confederate flag that they won't even allow in NASCAR now. Mm -hmm. On their flag, can you imagine being a young uh, African-American kid and you got to you you have to pledge, pledge allegiance. allegiance to that flag. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, unless the parents told him what was going on, I I wouldn't imagine you know like a first or second grader would would know you know what's happening. But it's kind of a dirty trick, isn't it? It's like, all right, all you children, including the black ones, we're going to pledge allegiance to this flag, which has a smaller Confederate flag <laughs> in it. <laughs> I, I'm more concerned. Do the states expect the citizens to fight for them? Like, are we supposed to fight for Texas then if, if we secede? Like if we go to war against Arkansas yeah. or something? Because we've already made the pledge. <laughs> I, don't so. I don't know. Can you tell me what the Texas pledge says? Oh, Joanna, you said it yesterday. Oh, I, <clears throat> I have it right here, but I want to see if, if the two from Texas can recite oh, it. I forgot it again. Uh, Texas. Honor uh, the, no, honor the nope, Texas. Nope, Nico, you already wrong. Honor thy family. There you go. Joanna's got it. Go ahead. I pledge allegiance to the Texas. One and indivisible. One and indivisible. Nope. No. You missed the one state under God. Uh, that's it. It's just that like that. Added, but I believe that was added later. Um, oh, that okay. didn't. That didn't get put in there in 2007. Yeah. So how, what's the whole thing in its entirety? Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas one state under God, one and indivisible. It was kind of like somebody took the words of the Pledge of Allegiance to the United States and then did a and remix. Just, yeah, <laughs> remix. You know, those like those, those like po- like uh, poetic magnets with the words. You just kind of somebody threw them up on the on the fridge, and whatever stuck was what they went with. Well, we can't do the same thing. <laughs> Mix it up a little bit, there, Tex. Um, Joanna, a lot of people are asking about a pose. I didn't know this was something that that you had put up, but what? it has to do with. Um, El Paso High. Oh, yes. Which I guess is there have been reports that it's haunted or that mm-hmm. there's supernatural stuff going on at El Paso High yeah, for a you, long time. And your video has surfaced online thanks to FitFam. They uploaded a video of possibly some paranormal activity caught on camera. Okay. Well, let me play, Don't play the a audio. little bit of it. Hmm? Don't play the audio. I'm going to play the audio. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Because there's some there's some bad language on it or whatever. Yes, there's a lot of bad language. In okay, it. all right. Let me see what's happening here. So okay, so we find ourselves at night in El Paso. Yeah, you need to describe this. Set the scene. I thought <laughs> there was like a little hovering orb, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I thought that was what they were talking about. I think that's just like a bug that's yeah, in the way. Right. This whole thing about orbs and rods, they, they kind of myth-busted that by showing that, look, mm-hmm. if the bug is flying by, it gets exposed. That's what it looks like. Uh-huh. It looks like... It's not a bug. But it's something orb. in the window. Go ahead, It's Joanna. in the window. So they zoom in onto this window where it looks like there's something on, like a light maybe, and it's reflecting on somebody oh, that, standing there. It looks like a guy. One of the right. people on the camera says, it looks like a dude. And then right. they're watching it, and the guy just and like suddenly, turns like, and walks it away. turns off, yeah. The camera turns off, or the no, the, the like whatever light or the man or whatever's in there, it like turns off. That's and weird. it go the window goes black. All right, like so the rest of the windows. Let, let me give a little analysis here. Yeah, it's not an abandoned school. I mean, <laughs> people go to school there. Well, they have not recently, not recently, but 
you know, that could have been a janitor. Or it could have been like a janitor has some friends that's like, hey, let's make let's make a video that'll get a lot of people talking. You guys go up here, it looks like they're on Rim Road. Uh not Rim Road, but slightly lower than um. that. I'll go in here and you guys act like, oh, what's that? What's that? And then I'll just mysteriously walk away. I mean, and I saw this in the comments. At the very beginning of the video, Joanna, did you notice there, there are people like running down to the left of the screen toward uh, El Paso High? I did not notice. Okay. Can you see it from in here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so look at I the see. very beginning, Nico. Like there are people over on the left side of the school. By the way, it, your screen's not on your TV thing. I'm like, right. like in the back. How do you want me to you? see this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking around the room for another screen. We gotta get things back to normal around this place. It was on earlier. What happened? It was on, right? I'm not going crazy. Uh, the yeah. ghost. He didn't want us to watch it. Okay, so you, you go. go at the beginning of this supposed El Paso High School ghost video right around in this area there there are people running and this is at night did you see it looked like there were people heading toward maybe they weren't (laughs) running but walking briskly so there's yeah it kind of looked like that scene in World War Z where there all the zombies are running towards the wall oh yeah um I think my favorite part of this is in the comments. I didn't see when FitFam posted it up, but apparently they posted it up at 1.23 a.m. <laughs> Everybody that was watching it was like, well, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. As as paranormal videos go, <laughs> I don't find this one very compelling. I love, though, I mean... Because there are so many... I wish more we could play the audio. Yeah, well, the, the music is real scary. the music is great. Yeah. No, don't! <laughs> Don't play it? Don't play it. Why not? Because. All right. I'm not sure, like, if I, have I ever seen, like, a really convincing ghost video? The only one that I could think of off the top of my head was, like, from a police dash cam. So they're chasing this car, and the car turns and goes through, like, a chain link fence. Hmm. But then when the cops pull up, it's like, well, we can't go anymore. There's a chain link fence. There wasn't a hole in it or anything. It's just the car goes through it. But then the police car, I saw this on some, I don't know, ghost show. You know, <laughs> unexplained show. mystery show yeah. or something. <laughs> Have you ever seen that one? No. That, that was the only one where it's wonder what's going on there. It looked like they, it just uh, teleported Disappeared or something. Out of nowhere. Yeah. So that one was pretty interesting. I mean, every high school has uh, legends about you know being hauntings, right? Most high schools, I'd say, o- old ones. Yeah, El Paso High was our first high school, and then El Paso High just has that creepy aesthetic already. That's an old building. Mm-hmm. Well, and supposedly they don't just have one that they're famous for. They have several ghosts. One that like a football player that died on the field. You know, a janitor you know, somewhere. Did y'all have a crybaby bridge? We had a crybaby bridge that you drove over. You, you could supposedly hear a baby crying that <laughs> died in a car wreck or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, I found out later it's like most most towns have a version of that. Oh, like the train tracks one? Yeah. The only crybaby, crybaby bridge we would have would be the, the border bridges. We don't have any other bridges. 
no, no, no. Like a like a bridge. You go over bridges but all the time a without realizing. Nico, actual babies are crying at that bridge. <laughs> Those are actual, right? Because they're about to get put in a cage. Exactly. <laughs> That's why they're crying. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So I thought this would be uh, a good feature. We'll see if we keep it up. But just uh, here are some of the the names uh, and that are trending right now. Mary Trump. You've also got Hellboy versus Ted Cruz. I'd watch that movie. That's a it's a it should be Hellboy match. versus the Zodiac. We've got a few other items here. So let's uh, start with the story uh, about Mary Trump, who is the niece of Donald Trump. So Donald Trump had an older brother, Fred Jr. Mm-hmm. And Fred died young, like at 42. Is he the one that drank a lot? Or, yeah. or you know, you've, heard, you've heard Trump talk, like whenever he tells a story about why he doesn't, doesn't drink or do any drugs is because his brother had addiction problems, ended up dying, I think at like 42, mm-hmm. but a pr- pretty young age. Well, he had kids. So it's one of the kids. It's his daughter, okay. uh, Mary. Mary Trump says that there's going to be a book that she's going to publish that has harrowing revelations. And Mary Trump, who's the president's niece, says that she was the source of the New York Times coverage about the president's tax returns. So she says that that was me. They they did it like as an un, unnamed source, which is pretty rare for the New York Times to go with something like I mean, they've done it before, but it's mm. a pretty rare thing. And the niece uh, of President Trump says that the book will divulge a series of damaging stories about him. The first time that the president could be forced to grapple with unflattering revelations by a member of his own family. So I know a little bit of the story. So Fred the Third, Fred Fred Junior's was Trump's older brother, and because Trump's dad was also named Fred. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there've been three of them. All. Fred Fred the Third is Trump's nephew, and when Fred, well, well when Fred Senior passed away. Uh, his his side of the family. So Fred and his uh, went thought that he wasn't getting as much because the other siblings, including Donald, his sister Marianne, who was a like a federal judge, mm-hmm. and then there's one other brother, had kind of given him a less than he thought was equitable. So they were they were going to take him to court. Well, at that point, Trump. Donald Trump, who was, you know, not the president at the time, had control over the money for their health care. Well, Fred III had a son with cerebral palsy, hmm. and they were just basically kicked out, <laughs> like of of what they counted on to pay oh, for that because you know there was a you know the family the rift in the family, yeah. right? So Trump withheld that money from his great nephew or grandnephew until he brought them to heal. Wow. So it was basically you had this kid with cerebral palsy who was uh, like 12, 13 years old at the time and was like, hey, if you keep fighting against this, 
your kid doesn't have any. I mean, some people describe it as a pretty monstrous thing to do to your own family. Basically, he used his grandson as leverage or grandnephew as leverage against his brother. Yeah, that's uh, allegedly part of it. But eventually they settled things. And I guess kind of as a part of the deal, Fred, Fred Trump III agreed not to say critical things about Donald Trump anymore. So he's been silent, but he's got a daughter. That's Mary. And apparently she's really going to let it unleash. And it says that the book is uh, going to be called Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. And it'll come out July 28th. According to Ms. Trump's publisher, Simon & Schuster. Okay, so just be aware of that. Ron Perlman versus Ted Cruz. Joanna, you were following this yesterday. You were pretty amused by this, right? Mm-hmm, I was. But didn't Ted Cruz like say, hey, I challenge you, Ron Perlman, to a wrestling match, but I'm going to send somebody else in my <laughs> yeah. place. Well, let's kind of go through uh, Let's kind of go through it here. Uh, Ron Perlman has issued a challenge to Ted Cruz to fight, uh, possibly a wrestling match. Uh, Ron Perlman tweeted a picture of Jim Jordan to to Representative Matt Getz. Matt Getz is a, a Florida representative. He's the one who showed up with this big gas mask mm-hmm. on the on the floor of Congress and you know, kind of theatrical. He's known for his little theatrics. Uh, kind of an asshat. <laughs> uh, so he sent a picture of Jim Jordan to Representative Getz and wrote that he's lucky for this guy, Matt. If it weren't for him you'd be the ugliest politician walking which isn't too clever i mean everything you can say about matt Gatz, i don't think he's that unattractive guy he's you know a fairly handsome young guy so uh he's your type and you're yeah sure over ron perlman you bet (laughs) (laughs) so then ted cruz jumps into this flame war which wasn't really much of a war Ted Cruz uh, challenged Ron to wrestle Jim Jordan. Here's what Ted Cruz wrote. Your senator. Listen, Hellboy, you talk good game when you've got Hollywood makeup and stuntmen, but I'll bet you $10,000 to the non-political charity of your choice that you couldn't last five minutes in the wrestling ring with at Jim Jordan without getting pinned. You up for it? Or does your publicist say it's too risky? Ooh. So it's like Ted Ted Cruz is jumping in to challenge Ron Perlman to a fight with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then Ron Perlman got back to Ted Cruz pledging $50,000 to Black Lives Matter. Here's what he said. I'll tell you what, Teddy boy, since mentioning Jim Jordan and wrestling is problematic... <laughs> Why don't we say him and just make it you and me? I'll give 50000 to Black Lives Matter, and you can keep all the taxpayer money you were thinking of spending. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, there we go. Uh, more from Ron Perlman. Teddy, Teddy, what kind of mother... Offers to have another guy, probably asleep at the time, kick another guy's ass. Ron Perlman seems a little all over the map here, I will say. 
Uh, Ted Cruz says, I get it, you're rich, but apparently soft. You sure seem scared to wrestle Jordan, whom you keep insulting. Can't take the heat. Need to get a manicure. <laughs> get Look at man. Ted, listen to Ted Cruz with his big boy pants on. Uh, finally, Ron Perlman tweeted back, let's get back to business, Ted. Jim Jordan's too easy, just a little bitch. But you, Teddy, you talk about New York every chance you get. My hometown. It's personal. Let's go, mofo. (laughs) 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 And I guess that's where where it left off. But that's just... Silly. I mean, in a surreal year. That's just... I don't know if it could get any more surreal. Like, I don't feel today's any weirder because of this Ron Perlman, Ted Cruz (laughs) Twitter fight than it was yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Ron Perlman sounds kind of crazy. So what he was talking about, Jim Jordan is uh, uh, Ohio. Is from Ohio. He's congressman from Ohio, and leader of the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, uh, one of the main rock ribbed Trump supporters mm-hmm. in Congress. I mean, more so than than anybody like Ted Cruz. Um, and the the scandal was when he was a coach at Oak. Ohio State mm-hmm. University, there was a sex scandal. So it was the, it was the, it wasn't Jim Jordan. He was never accused of being a toucher of young men. There was another coach though, and I guess this was like the head coach of the wrestling program, who was, and the problem with Jim Jordan is the wrestlers who were there at the time, not only the ones making the accusations, but just the others who knew the details of what was going on. It says he knew. He knew. Yeah. He absolutely knew, and he didn't do anything about it. So that's kind of how that uh, got going there. Uh, let's see. Keanu Reeves is auctioning off a 15-minute Zoom call for a children's cancer charity, which sounds really cool. And whoever bids the most money gets to Zoom and talk face-to-face mm-hmm. via Zoom. With Keanu Reeves. This is through the website Cameo. And we've talked about Cameo before because what that is is you you send in whatever amount of money is being requested to a celebrity. And the ones who, who are available on Cameo will record a message. So we Brandon, you know we've gone through this before and they range like the really expensive ones are like Brett Favre. Who was the most expensive? Remember we said we found the most expensive one? And Oh, uh Caitlyn Jenner, wasn't she? Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner. So they're now doing this on Cameo where you can actually, instead of just getting a message, Did you, you can see actually the have link a conversation. Uh, is it in my email or is it in the it's Skype? It's in Skype because uh, there are some 90 Day Fiance uh, folks that you can have a Zoom chat with. Can you also try and marry them? Mm, so there's David and Annie <laughs> no, a from... Pair, a pair of them are already married. Okay. Oh my God, is that... Is that... The couple that are on Pillow Talk now? Yes. yes. Boy, that guy put on a lot of weight, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you watch uh, <laughs> the, the 90 Day Fiance Tell All? Um, I just cut bits and pieces of it. We've already moved on to the new seasons. <laughs> oh, you go back and watch that Tell All. <laughs> Joanna, do you Bo- watch this? <laughs> I only watch it when it is available on Anybody Hulu. Anybody hits Hulu. But did you see? There's somebody else too, and I, I forgot to big Ed, like, big Ed, yeah, like for two hundred bucks or something. You can you can have a let's zoom do it. with Big oh Ed. Oh my god, let's do it so we could do the TikTok with him where he goes, "You're my favorite view," and then we all go, "Me." 
You're my, <laughs> you're my favorite what? View. Oh, She's all like, I like the view. And he's all, you're my favorite view. And she goes, me. All right. Well, they've got all kinds of different celebrities. One of them that stood out, though, is Jeremy Piven. For $10,000, you could talk on Zoom to Jeremy Piven for 10 minutes. Is there what? a market for people who are like, yeah, it's worth it, The you know, like the the price of a, of a good used car to talk mm-hmm. for 10 minutes to Jeremy Piven? Who, who is that person who's simultaneously wealthy enough... And a big enough fan. And a big enough (laughs) fan of Jeremy freaking Piven. Well, it's especially... You know uh, that TV show I was a big fan of 10 years ago? It's crazy when you look at the other prices, though, Buzz. Mention a couple of the other ones, because... Well, I don't know if these are just cameos where they leave a message, or... Oh, okay. Yeah, I think these are just cameos. It's It's the Zoom time where it really gets pricey. And... Like, I think, for instance, $99 for Andy Dick. I think that's just for him to record a, a message for you on camera. Yeah, but what about Tay Zonday, Chocolate Rain yeah, Guy? I think that's $40, but it's not a conversation. You just get Chocolate Rain. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. For some reason, the Jeremy Piven, $10,000 to Zoom with him, basically FaceTime with him mm-hmm. for 10 minutes just doesn't compute. Yeah, but it sounds like you support the Keanu Reeves one. And the number one, bigger Keanu celebrity. Reeves number two, he's given the money to charity. Yeah. So Keanu Reeves is, is an auction. Yeah. Okay. And it's for a good cause. It's for uh, kids with cancer. How would you so even that start or... that conversation? Hey, Keanu. Hey, Keanu. Whoa. Thanks Whoa. for taking my $15,000. I uh, really love those kids with uh, cancer. Matrix is <laughs> awesome. No, you start with the Bill and Ted question. We're thinking of a number. What number are we thinking of? <laughs> 69. 69 See, that really shows what era we grew up in, because I would ask him about the Matrix first. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. You can now get Zoom. You can actually... Talk to celebrities. Then I saw some celebrities in there where I was momentarily like, is it worth $200 to talk to Big Ed? I, it would have to Maybe. come out of our... The company would never cover it. <laughs> I mean, that's the... You should I mean, get on there. put it on the air, I mean, if that's, if that's you know, what we're shooting for. Yeah. Paying put up, put up for gas? An article. Yeah, but I don't oh think they there would. That, there are shows that do that, man. Yeah, not... Not working for our company. How much do you think people are willing to pay to Zoom with you? Not us. Yeah, not us and not for Big Ed, huh? <laughs> I like the view. Yeah, you know what? Just as an experiment, why don't you bring it up the next time you see Brad? Tell him what's going on, how much it is, who we want to interview, and just see how willing our general manager is <laughs> to write off a check prepared. for 250 bucks. It ain't going to happen. Or we could just see what people are willing to pay to Zoom with you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> chat, let us know. Let's put you on Cameo. Yeah. What oh, would you please. be willing to pay for a Cameo? Which, again, is not you conversing with him. That's just and Me leaving you a message. Making a message? The price is one yeah. cup holder pork chop. <laughs> one Whataburger coupon. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you got an extra Somebody T-shirt am- from your business, I'll probably do it for that. Just, <laughs> just send me, like, a, a business T-shirt. I'm good with that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
lot of people were talking about, I, I, I assume you guys did a segment last week on pledging allegiance to your state flag and how that's a thing. Uh, it turns out, other than if you're outside of El Paso, maybe you didn't, didn't pledge allegiance to the Texas flag. So Rudy says, I'm from San Antonio, and we never did the Pledge of Allegiance for the Texas flag. I feel like that only started until I got to middle school. You mean so it only maybe. lasted or it only started? It only started when it, I was in middle school. Uh, okay, so maybe... Which was around 2000, 2001. So maybe old people who graduated before that <laughs> yeah. then may never have had maybe. to do... yeah. Anthony says, I went to school in Winters, which is halfway between Abilene and San Antonio, uh, San Angelo, rather, and we only ever had to say the Pledge of Allegiance. We never had to say the Texas Pledge, and I'm the same age as Brandon. Okay, so if what you're saying is you don't think the Texas Pledge was really introduced until... When did you say? Like 2000, 2001. 2000, 2001. Well, all the information that I found on it said that the Texas Pledge was adopted in 1933, and then it's changed a few times since then. But remember, there was also people who were saying that they did have to do the Texas Pledge, but they only did it on Mondays, I think, was one of the things. Hmm? That's weird. I think I remember it coming, doing it after 9-11. Well, the guy from uh, Rudy from San Antonio said, my kids here in El Paso do have to do it. And I've heard that from, you know, I never asked You have my, a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought to ask her, do you have, do you do a Texas pledge to the Texas flag? I'll ask her. Um, a lot of comments about Joanna's video of the paranormal goings on at El Paso oh, High School. So that's being talked about. In the, I, I'm at the it, Facebook chat. It's not chat, my video. FitFam posted it. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's not really their video either, right? True. Like somebody sends stuff, and then we we just share it. And FitFam's cool with that. Yeah. Okay. They haven't taken like a TMZ <laughs> <laughs> mentality. No. Um. Okay. Now. Now I'm getting lost as to, yeah, <laughs> as to what, what people are happening? talking about. I'm uh, just looking up. Uh, TJ says, I grew up in Beaumont in the 70s and 80s, and I think we pledged allegiance to the Texas flag once. Somebody says they'd pay a dollar to chit-chat with you, Buzz. Hey, you got an offer. <laughs> <laughs> I just call in. It's free. I mean... <laughs> I mean, that's true. Just yeah. Go, go, yeah, that is true. Look, we Facebook. Buzz always talks about wanting to get callers. Do it. It's free. We, we do a Facebook stream of this show <laughs> on Facebook. So you're already seeing me. Just call into the show. And then I'll, I, might, I might not do 10 minutes unless you're really fascinating, but <laughs> I'll do it for free. Or you have an extra dollar. <laughs> uh, all right. Buzz will trade out some of his mom checks mix. Yeah, I see that bag on the Facebook stream sitting behind you. Hey, we, we, we still haven't done the taste, taste test. test that. So uh, we had talked about my mom's famous checks mix. So we made a couple of batches. She she made one, and she I made one. And I mean, really, she made both of them. But I was just doing whatever <laughs> she said to do. So I, I brought you guys some checks mix. Is it a secret recipe? A secret Adam's no, recipe? No, it's not, not anymore. No, she gave, she gave it on the air. air. Mm-hmm. You can find. Uh, you I wrote a blog up? about it. 
Mm-hmm. But it's going to be weird eating Chex Mix in the, well, it's not really summer, but, you know, in June, because that's normally... Do you have seasonal Chex Mix? Yeah. It's usually... It's usually a cold weather snack. <laughs> you know, it starts up maybe in November and then goes through January. Huh. For some reason. Yeah, because ours was always, it would lead up to Thanksgiving, because I think that was one of the things that we would make, because you could make it in a big bunch. So when you were having a potluck or you were having the family over, whether it be specifically for yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. or just around that time, that was kind of an easy snack that you could make a lot of. You Absolutely. You could make a lot of it. You'd leave a big bowl of it out. Mm-hmm. You know, people help themselves, and that's just kind of like what we always had to munch on. And you could take it to parties, like if you got invited to some kind of holiday party, mm-hmm. bring some of your checks mix. Um, I was thinking of doing, like, you guys pick your favorite, and, and it, you don't see whose bag it comes yeah, from. Yeah, a double blind study. Right. I'd love to call my mom and say they preferred mine <laughs> <laughs> to yours. <laughs> All right, time for Hollywood Buzz. The Entertainment Report with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Netflix in the UK has removed an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia over scenes featuring blackface. Oh, that's one of the first ones that Nico showed me to convince me it's such a great show. <laughs> was, the, was the one where they did their own version of Lethal Weapon or whatever. The ninth episode of this sixth season titled D. Reynolds, Shaping America's Youth, is no longer available on the streaming service. The episode, which sees characters Mac and D both wear blackface, was taken down on Thursday, June 11th, and the rest okay. of the sitcom is still viewable, however. So I noticed about that episode uh, with the Lethal Weapon, which uh-huh. is, I'd never really watched. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mac and D do blackface in that. But then Dennis ends up playing the the Murtaugh. Yeah, they switch. Role. They switch roles. But when they switch but roles, he doesn't, he doesn't do blackface. And I wonder if well, because in the show, if you had seen the the episode before it, uh, the, he says that he doesn't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to convince Mac, hey, blackface is not okay. You need to not do this, and that's one of the reasons that they switched. <laughs> Come on, context. Pay attention. Look, if it had been funny, I might have laughed. I'm not going to sit there and stifle laughter because something's you didn't politically even do incorrect. One of those things where you just like snort out some air. You did. Huh? You kind of, you kind of, you know, snort. Yeah, I think it was more like a gurgle. Uh, you gurgled. Or was it like a harumph? Mm. <laughs> I think it was more like I'm getting a headache because this show's not funny. <laughs> Avatar production crew is upsetting the fine people of New Zealand who claim that the glitzy Hollywood project is being being given preferential treatment over other businesses that are in far more dire situations. Opposition MPs say the government's decision to allow big-budget film crews into New Zealand is political favoritism. The Avatar crew, along with workers for another still-secret film, were allowed past New, Zealand, New Zealand's COVID-19 closed borders oh, after the on. government granted them an exemption. Hobbit Part 4. Hobbit Part 4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, sorry, average New Zealander trying to restore your business after the pandemic can't help oh, you. Oh, like they're giving A? Like, is it monies? That are being g- given because I can't imagine the most expensive them- movie ever made. It needs like some government. I, they probably give them like tax abatements. And yes, stuff, right? exactly. But you know everything to see James Cameron lugging around 600, 600 pounds of underwater cameras. Why underwater? I don't know. Isn't it underwater? 
I've never seen Have Avatar. you not yes. seen Avatar? I've never seen That's it. That's one of the things that he no. was doing, I guess, for research for this, is that he was going super deep sea in these submarines. To, no, Avatar uh, was forest and sometimes in the sky with their dragons or whatever. Yeah, and I thought that he did the submarine thing because of his fascination after doing Titanic. He liked just doing seafaring. Well, there's more to that story. It turns out that he made Titanic basically because that was a way that he could get funding to follow his passion, which is undersea yeah. exploration. Like it was kind of like, hey, will you Dang, will you guys give me James money to Cameron. will you guys give me money to get a really expensive submarine and go? And they were like, no For research. Like, How about if I make a movie about the Titanic? Okay, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> in a recent interview with Lad Bible, Judd Apatow, who produced Pineapple Express, in addition to tons of other comedies from that era, revealed that not only does he have an amazing idea for a sequel, but that he's been trying to get it made for years. He says that at the time there was there, now there's so much happening with the legalization of marijuana in California, and he thought that there was a funny story about how they would deal with it, the pot dealer community having to deal with the fact that suddenly it was legal. When asked if we could see the long-awaited Pineapple Express sequel going ahead, Apatow says, "My phone isn't ringing. Let me say that, but I <laughs> want it to do." And finally, despite the fact that Ridley Scott is now 82 years old, he remains as prolific as ever, as he's directed seven films over the last decade, with an eighth, The Last Duel, set to be released later this year. Still, Scott doesn't know, uh, knows he can't direct forever, so if he's ever going to make a sequel to Gladiator, perhaps he, the most beloved, wide, widely beloved film, he, need, he knows he needs to do it within the next few years. The rumors of a Gladiator sequel have been floating around the internet for some time now oh there was a script uh mm-hmm. that leaked you know the movie never got made but it was like the gladiator in the afterlife that'd be a terrible movie oh that sounds not good at all yeah well, this time, though, the wheels seem to finally be turning as Doug Wick, one of the film's producers, recently said that Scott was working on the script for the sequel, saying that uh, he would love to do it, but it's really all about getting something on paper. Wick also said, quote, everyone involved with the original loves the movie too much to ever consider cheaply exploiting it and making something that's a shadow of the original. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. you, did you like Gladiator? Yeah. Oh, no, it was very good. You don't sound like you loved it. I did at the time. I like sure. how you asked me, hey, what's your last story? And I said, Gladiator sequel. And, and I go, you... what is Gladiator? Like, I couldn't place it. I was trying to think, has there been a movie called Gladiator that came out recently? <laughs> With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. All right. Thank you, Joanna. Welcome. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Uh, but I've got a few more neckline calls. Uh, a couple of things you can always call us when we're on the air. Look forward to that. Uh, Toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. But if Rather you want than to... having to spend money on a cameo to call them. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Call them up. Uh, toll-free neckline, though, you can leave a message anytime. This could be day or night, seven days a week. Just around the clock, you can leave us a message on the neckline, and it could be replayed on the air. The neckline number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325 to leave a message for us. All right, let's hear what uh, what we've got waiting for us today. Yeah, I have a question. It's a little off topic. It's in reference to Parks and Rec. Um, I hear you guys talking about it a lot. been watching it. You know, I got into it. Uh, I guess I'm on the last season where uh, Leslie Nope uh, becomes the... Uh, 
a forest person, and she now she's fighting with uh, with what's his name, Ron. I don't get it. It's like from one season to the next, the, that last season just became shitty, man. Can you all explain it to me? I was really into the show, and now it's like, eh. All right, thanks, bye. Yeah, I remember the last season was a. I think it, it was jumped a short in the future. Season. Right, it jumped in the future, and there were a few things that let you know that it was in the future. They had like uh, they drone make, deliveries. Yeah, drone de- <laughs> drone deliveries and things that didn't really exist and may not even exist now. But so something had happened between uh, Ron and Leslie that soured their relationship. But I don't I don't know if they ever specified what that was. It but just that there had been a falling out of some kind. He ended, he ended up in the private sector, and he was going, like, I think they were battling for land. And he was outright battling her because she wanted it designated as a park, and he wanted it for a private business, I think. But it was a... And it all started because before that time jump, or after the time jump, Ron was going to ask her for a job. And they had set up to meet together, and she ditched him. Um, and that's why they stopped talking, and then that's why they started fighting. Well, spoiler alert for the caller uh, that left that message, if you're listening. There's another time jump where they jump like 50 or 30 years ahead, and you see what they're all doing <laughs> like 30 years in the future. And I think that was the uh, final episode. Yeah, the fi- the final season of Parks and Rec was, was a departure uh, for sure. All right, let's get another call here. I just wanted to say it's amazing how last year on August 3rd, we thought the police department, the past police department was the greatest, you know, we were praising the police, you know, and then now some of, some of you guys think that the past police is like the worst people in the world, you know, um, and, and then even now they even want the chief of police to resign because it's something he said six years ago, you know, it's like, get over it. We live in a minority town, you know. It's uh, racism. It's rarely. It's it's doesn't even mostly exist here in El Paso, you know. And some of you guys even wanted to start a riot, which is so dumb, you know. It's like you know the only people that hate the police here are the, are the criminals, or you you know you're just um, you know you're always getting in trouble with the police, you know. Make it over, people. You know, I know it was, it's, it's the protest is for this guy who died and, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I know we're raising awareness, you know, but, you know, when you guys want to start a riot, it just, no, you guys went too far. I, I want to be clear. I was out last week. Did you guys say anything pro riot? Cause that would no. come as a surprise to me. So it's, no. he's not saying he. He's saying some of you. I don't think he's talking about us because we didn't specify anything like that. Last right. Well, week. that would be my question. If if you know if it were a give and take call, I would say, well, who who are these people that you're talking about that are calling for a riot? Because I'm I'm not aware of that going on. Or let's see, what did the call say? I haven't heard a single person express that. I think he's talking to protesters. He's talking about, yeah, the but pe- even the protesters. Mm-hmm. I think if you talk to them one on one, they'd say, "No, our police don't have the same kind of problems that that are evident." I I just don't. You, you I don't see. Did you didn't see the people that were uh, protesting our police department? There were there were protests. Yeah, 
But I don't even think. I mean, that's like that's kind yeah, of yeah, you know, yeah. That's kind of a jump to say you think they're the worst people in the world. You could have a protest. They're having protests all over the world mm-hmm. uh, because Black Lives Matter and uh, George Floyd, so the other stuff that's happened. But I mean, that's quite a leap to say you think the El Paso police are the worst in. Uh, the world. I have not heard anyone express that opinion. There's probably somebody out there who would. I, I, it's not like a common thing, though, mm-hmm. that I hear. What do you think about the Greg Allen comment and people calling for his resignation six years later? I thought it was a provocative comment at the time. It was right after uh, Ferguson. Well, it was during Ferguson, and it was right after. It was when there, a bunch of police officers were killed, killed in Dallas. Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. And he had said that in his book, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. So uh, at the time, I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, I think I think that Black Lives Matter probably deserves a little more scrutiny than just writing them off as a terrorist organization. But they asked the chief at the time. The chief is African American. Greg is African American, mm-hmm. and he didn't uh, address it. In fact, a, a police spokesman came out, and the statement was, "The chief said what he said." You know, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Chief said what he said. He doesn't have anything to add. And he's not going to take any questions about it. No, but what I'm asking is, do you think it's fair to bring that up now? <sighs> Look, he said it. He didn't apologize for it. I, he, it might be fair to ask, do you still feel the same way that you did six years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as getting him canceled or telling him to turn in his badge, if that's uh, going on, I don't think it's the majority of opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think that, yeah, I think it would be fair to ask. You said this in, you know, 2014 or whatever it was. Do you still feel the same way today? Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 seems like a fair question to me. Yeah, this is Dean from Abilene. Yeah! <laughs> you just love Dean from Abilene. Even without hearing what he's going to talk about, it's Don't just care. the fact that it's Dean from Abilene. Hold on. Unless, he, unless yeah. he flies off the handle on something strange. Is this like a good friend of yours? This is like somebody that okay. a regular it's caller. Of the show. Okay. I, I think Dean only calls and leaves messages on the neckline. I don't know that we've ever spoken. I haven't have either. So yeah. Either. yeah, this is Dean from Abilene. And I just want to say that uh, black lives don't matter to black lives matter. Otherwise, they wouldn't be burning down black businesses, black churches. So black lives matter don't matter to black lives matter. No lives matter to them. What do you say about that? <laughs> what do Whoa. I think about it? Wow. Didn't uh, they prove, though, that some of the riots were being started and initiated by white supremacist groups? Yep. I don't know that they pr- did they? Yeah. They proved well, that they, they, some they riots were on, being They like- tracked it on Facebook on who had started the pages. And, and people have been showing up to the protests, you know, provoking them. I, I'll say Come this. on, Dean. <laughs> You're disappointed in Dean. A little, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> well, then you don't want me to send that three-minute one he sent us on, <laughs> on racism. Oh yeah. Was he was he against racism? No. Oh, he was pro, he was pro, <laughs> pro racism. racism. <laughs> Damn it, Dean. Uh, yeah, I do kind of want to hear it. Okay. I think a lot of people are reassessing the entire movement. Uh, I mean. I went mo- a, a big part of my adult life thinking, look, if you just don't break the law and if you're confronted by a police officer, and if you're honest, you be compl- talk to him, yeah. that nothing would happen. My mind wasn't changed until 
everybody started having cameras and filming the police. And I think that's one of the best things uh, that has happened is that people get their phones Absolutely. out and you see what actually happens. And, and it was also before the police routinely had uh, vest cameras. And I was like, oh, my God, the black community saying, look, you can comply and be respectful and still, still end up yeah. end up jail dead all of that stuff I was like, oh my god it's true it's on video mm-hmm. and the, the weird thing is it doesn't seem to be deterring these incidents we just keep seeing them do you know what i mean like the body cams and cell phones haven't really stopped people from you know excessively using force um I don't know what how it compares, you know, how much, who knows how many people died at the hands of the police that if there had been, been video so, yeah. of what actually happened, it would have been a completely different story. But just because that video doesn't exist, we'll never know. That's a really good point. How many people have been? You know, how many times before the cameras existed, somebody say, oh, he was going for a weapon. But if there had been video, we could have seen for ourselves yeah. whether or not he did. You don't know. I will say this, and it's something I said yesterday. As a, when a Democrat or somebody on the left goes on TV and they they won't condemn looting and they won't condemn violence, it's a gift yeah. to the current president. I mean, that's a gift. Or also when you say defund the police, yeah. nobody's seriously talking about defund, like taking all their money away. What they're talking about is kind of uh, restructuring where the money goes. Maybe some more of it's going to go to social type of work. I mean, look, at a domestic violence call, in most of those cases, you probably don't need a police officer. You need a social worker. Mm-hmm. In a home invasion, unless the invasion is going on, the police are really there to take a report, that, you know, which then goes to the insurance company to find out what was stolen. You don't need the cops to do that sort of stuff. But instead, they're calling it defund the police. You know what? If you're somebody who might have voted for Trump in 2016, but you're waffling a little bit, like you don't really love everything that he does, and you're thinking, all you hear is defund the police, is like, well, that settles it. Right. So anytime I see a Dem or a liberal and they're like, well, I wouldn't condemn. What do you mean you wouldn't condemn looting? Looting's bad. You okay. just want to give more votes to your to your opponent is the way it looks like to me. Anyway, I appreciate all the calls. Maybe I do want to hear the three-minute Dean call. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, but the toll-free neckline, anytime you want to leave a message, is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I think there's a troll convention over on our Facebook chat today. Well, are you feeding the trolls? I don't know who's under the bridges then. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if it's considered. I, I thought I was doing some some mutual trolling on Bill Bo. Uh, like they were talking about. Oh, how did it come about? I see the comments are so active today. They they disappear almost immediately because so many people are commenting. I think somebody called Trump a simpleton. So Bill said, "Hey, I I wouldn't I'd like to be a simpleton with a billion dollars." So I I wrote back, "So Bill, all you need is a billion dollars, huh?" 
<laughs> Come on, troll code, man. Very clever. Bill is a gigantic troll. Let me tell you, Bilbo is in there all the time. He's a big fan of the show. Also, but a big fan of yours. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would assume he's got to be. But it's, I, I mean, people are trying to read into like his his face uh, his Facebook. It, it's a picture of Marilyn Manson, like from the nineties, and over on his page. It, it, it's a blank page. It's just a troll account is all it is. Sometimes he says things that I have to admit are yeah, pretty good funny. Yeah. No, not good points, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a person who can appreciate trolling when it's done well. But like Bill is definitely a troll. It's a, it's a blank Facebook account set up just to troll. Would you people. say troll recognize troll? Well, he, I, I don't know. I don't like. I when I wrote that, I didn't think Bill would get upset. You know, it's kind of like, you know, code of the trolls, man. It's like oh, I, I tip my cap to you, sir. Good job trolling me. <laughs> trolls gonna troll. Uh. So yeah, I mean, anytime you give attention, of course, it's trolling. But as far as trolls go, I mean, Bill's a fairly entertaining one. And it, sometimes he even comments on things that aren't political at all. Like every now and then, I, I forgot what it was earlier, but oh, he, when we were talking about James Cameron and how he basically got somebody, got a movie studio to pay for his passion for undersea exploration, mm -hmm. Bill said, did you know uh, James Cameron discovered a new species of hagfish <laughs> while he was doing that? It's like, Wow. I kept waiting for some reason that it was the Democrats' fault. Hagfish, like in your mom joke. <laughs> I kept waiting. It's like, all right, what's he going to fall? Are you going to call it a Hillary fish? <laughs> Is it a Pelosi fish? But that it was just a comment. So sometimes, like, like there's an actual human being there, and sometimes that comes out, but not very often. It's mostly, <laughs> it's most okay. See, he just said, Bilbo, I see you, Buzz. <laughs> troll recognized troll. <laughs> All right. Um, telephone number. If you want to leave a message, we had quite a few neckline calls. Uh, neckline number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. You can call and leave us a message anytime that you like. It doesn't matter if the show's going on live or not. Just leave a message there. Uh, here's a story you didn't cover in sports, but it is a sports story. An Olympic boxer by the name of Ginny Fuchs. Uh, I think this is relevant. She's a female boxer. Okay. She recently tested positive for two banned substances. She's not in trouble, though, and it's an interesting reason why. Jenny Fuchs said that her Is that boy the correct pronunciation, by the way? I don't know. Okay. You know, that's, that's a name that I've seen before, and it's like, wow, that's like one letter off <laughs> from the F word. So it's spelled F-U-C-H-S. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like Fokker. <laughs> you know, it's Fooch? Fuchs. Fuchs? Fuchs, I think. Fuchs. It's the woman's name, okay? She claimed that her boyfriend unknowingly passed the two banned substances to her during unprotected sex. And the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, uh, I guess, bought well, yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, bought it. Sounds like I'm implying she's lying. Maybe, she, you know, for whatever reason, they accepted that as an excuse and uh, Jenny says quote I had no idea that I could become contaminated by way of intimate contact with another person I want to thank USA Boxing for believing in me and supporting me throughout these past few difficult months 
Jenny Fuchs. Yeah, she yeah, does. She does. <laughs> <laughs> America's Got Talent tonight. Vincent Marcus is still uh, El Paso. Vincent Marcus, yeah. El Paso. Uh, Sta- he does stand up, right? Yeah, he does stand up. I mean, up. he got really famous on Vine. And then he's been on some other social social media. He's a great uh, entertainer, impressionist well, performer, I'd say. Yeah. So he got through the first round, but he hasn't been back on. They're still doing like the auditions. They are. For AGT, right? And fun fact, me and him started the same open mic here in town. Really? What kind of place was it? It was a bar. Okay. Yeah. And look where I am. <laughs> look, look how far you... Look where he is. <laughs> look where you're right there, man. <laughs> Here's a story that they actually covered in the news in Australia. It's about a woman displaying a spectacular level of passive aggressiveness. So I've heard the term passive aggressive, but I've never really been completely clear on what the definition is. But I think this makes it clear. So there's a woman in Canberra, which is actually the capital of Australia, Hmm. who just uh, shared a story on Facebook about an incident she had in the McDonald's drive through lane over the weekend. The line was really long, and the woman says when she was finally placing her order, quote, a young lady, unquote, behind her started honking, or gave her a honk. The woman says, quote, I thought to myself... <laughs> I'm trying to convey yeah. that this like, is in Australia. You're painting a good picture. I thought to myself, take the high road. So when I paid for my food at the first window, I paid for both our orders. When the woman who honked got to the drive through window and found out her order was paid for, quote, she leaned out the window, waved and mouthed, thank you. Obviously embarrassed, I repaid her rudeness with kindness. But there's more. So I, I, I'm not going to keep, I, for some reason, I'm just not on leak with my Australian accent today, so I, I'm going to suspend it. She says, when I got to the second window, I showed both receipts and took her food, too. Now she has to go back to the end of that long line and start all over again because I took her food. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> but is that a good example of passive aggressiveness? Because that's that's what they're saying. Uh, they're covering it in the news in Australia. They're saying, oh, yeah, that's that's passive aggressive revenge. Did you follow what what was going on? Yeah. So, so you know, like usually, there are two windows, and most times, unless they're really busy, you just go up to the one window yeah. and pay it everything. But it was so busy, they had the two. You pay uh, it pay one, window. you pick up right. another. So she paid for hers. So the lady just went on, and the next thing you know, she's taken off. So the lady doesn't ha- have her order and has to go get back in line. How how many, if you were to take uh, an uneducated guess, how many intelligent alien civilizations are in our galaxy? Thousands. Are, are we an intelligent Billions. civilization? I think they're talking about uh, civilizations that have enough technology that they could uh, send and receive messages. So, yeah. By that standard, we've been sending radio signals that are still going out and TV that have been going out in mm-hmm. space for almost 100 years. So, yeah. I would say in the galaxy? The Milky Way galaxy. Brandon, what did you say? Thousands. Well, you're wrong. 
I would say like five. Well, you're closer. 36 is the number. If you want to keep that, it's from a group of scientists at the University of Nottingham in England say that their new calculations show... No, I, you know what? Maybe I spoke too soon, Brandon. Maybe there are thousands. Because this says mm-hmm. there are at least 36 intelligent alien civilizations right here in our own Milky Way. Nice. So why haven't they come to visit us? Yeah. Well... Well, on average, well, have you doors, met man. Us? I mean, the Ewoks, would you consider them an intelligent civilization? I mean, technically, they didn't have means of communication, but they were on that planet and they were able to communicate when they came down to their uh, the forest moon. Yeah, I guess. You're saying like they didn't have radio signals and stuff, but they. Yeah. I mean, they definitely I had. Mean, for crying out loud, they defeated the Empire with sticks and rocks. They had giant log technology. Yeah. So I don't know if that counts. Log driven society. <laughs> Um, this was published in the Astrophysical Journal, which is a you know a, a peer-reviewed journal. Um, but they did limit it to communicating extraterrestrial intelligence, meaning that they had the ability to to communicate, to talk, to to send a signal, receive a signal, that kind of thing. Right, that could be picked up by another planet. So the Ewoks, under that metric, I don't think would would count. But they say um, at least. 36 so why haven't we why haven't we met him or talked to him well here's the catch the average distance between these planets is 17,000 light years meaning that if we had a ship that could go just under the speed of light it would take over 17,000 years for us to get to most of these planets. Some would be closer, some would be further, but the average is 17,000 light years. Uh, Eventually, you may have like a spaceship that can zip from one side of the galaxy to the other instantaneously, like in Star Wars or even over the course of weeks or months like Star Trek, but for now, the speed of light is the speed of light. I don't know that there's any technology that's going to change the speed of light, but I guess it's good to know there are 36 out there. And yes, I do say we count ourselves uh, only because, you know, we've got radio and TV waves out there going around. All right. Uh, we've got to wrap up uh, today's show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, later this week, I think this is the week comedian Steve Trevino is going to be in town. Yep. So we're looking forward to that. Have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 5 a.m. is when the show starts. Talk to you then. So long.